When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Riding in the DeLorean tonight. Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome to RSR. I'm tired of saying Rat Salad Review because every time I say review, it sounds weird. It's a strange word. It is a strange word, right? Like drawer, you know? Close that drawer. So uh, tonight we have uh, Troy Knorr back with us. Welcome. Howdy. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem. You can uh, come back as much as you want. Can Naya yeah. come too? Who's that? Naya. Can Naya, the Great Dane, come back of, too? Of course. <laughs> Every week. Yeah, she can even talk. It'll be great. <laughs> hey, I can have that arranged. We can have her talking. <laughs> she sings, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, she does. <laughs> she going to be on the next Them album? Actually, she probably will be. Oh, <laughs> That'll be interesting. And more so, we will. So, how is everybody? Pretty good. Yeah. Same as always, right? Um, anything, any new, any music stuff going on? I just looked on Blabbermouth and it is absolutely nothing. Oh, you mean you, you didn't hear uh, Tom, Tommy Lee's newest fight with his son? No. Oh, too bad. That's, that's the type of news we usually get. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. No, no uh, KK uh, Downing sightings. No uh, to- uh, Corey Taylor. Right. No, nothing. Very strange. Um, I did see something. What did I see? Um, no, it was nothing important. Um, I didn't read any news, but I noticed Ozzy is doing another final tour this time with Megadeth. Oh, yeah, yep. Another one. Yeah. Well, he had to cancel the the, the tour when it started, right? Because he uh, had some kind of infection in his hand or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was referring to the one from 1990. <laughs> <laughs> no, he started the No More Tears 2 tour like a few months ago, and then he had to stop. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I guess he's getting better now. I haven't seen Ozzy since about 2005. Really? I've never seen him. No. Mm-mm, nope. I never you, had uh, what. You never saw. You never saw that that infamous show at uh, Nassau Coliseum with Ozzy and Metallica opening. No. How long ago was that? That was what eighty no. eight, 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 eight years old. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm showing my age now. Yeah, yeah uh, I really are. <laughs> no, my yeah. parents, my parents weren't into metal and stuff like that. You know, they wouldn't take me to a concert, especially Ozzy, out of anything. My dad took me to see Iron Maiden during the Power Slave tour. Really? At Radio That's City. Wow. He wow. promised to take me to see Kiss during Kiss uh, during that Kiss Alive run in '78. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But uh, he he fell short with that. He didn't take me. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, my first concert was uh, Iron Maiden. Um, uh, what the hell was the one where um, Bruce came back to do that uh, Ed, Ed Hunter thing? Oh, uh, the, yeah, the greatest hit store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That was my first concert, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. I was pretty late to the concert scene. Wow. What was your first concert, uh, Greg? Um, Kiss, actually. Reunion tour. Okay. Man, I'm okay. old. <laughs> I'm, so old. I'm, afraid to, I'm afraid to ask, what was yours? Jesus? <coughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus and Bob Dylan. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, like what? Like club, club, club show or? Any, what, the first one you ever saw. Um, Starland vocal band? No, no, no. One of the first, one of the first concerts I saw was at a club. It was a Lamore, Lamore East. I was like, okay. oh, cool. Was Seventeen? No, no, no. And that was my first club show. That was Vinnie Vincent's Invasion. Oh, wow. nice. That's old. Was that and with that was, uh, Mark Slaughter? Or was that? Yeah, the- it was Slaughter. It was okay, with cool. Slaughter. Yeah. And um, what was my first concert? Like concert, concert. Mm. It probably have to have been, uh, might have been, it might have been Kiss. What, when did Animalize come out? You know what year? Was that 80? Like 84. 84 ish, right? Yeah. It would have been, it would have been probably more than likely Kiss Animalize. That was hmm. that one. Cool. With uh, Mark St. John. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Not a yeah. bad album. Not a bad album. It's a pretty good album. Yeah, you know? it was. Interesting time for them. Oh, that's right. It was, it was Animalize tour. Because I wanted to go see Lick It Up when, when they unmasked. Mm-hmm. And my mother, I remember my mother refusing, refused to let me go to any concert. So <laughs> Animal Eyes was the next one. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. It was Kiss. Yeah, it was Kiss. Yeah. I always wanted Kiss to be my first concert, but uh, at the time, they just weren't doing anything. So I got second best, Iron Maiden. Can't go wrong with that. And I wanted Iron Maiden to be my first. <laughs> so. <laughs> Actually, it was cool at the concert that when I went to, uh, they were at Hammerstein Ballroom. And um, I, we, me and my friends were all sitting at the top along the, guard, <coughs> along the guardrail. And um, at the end of the show, Nico threw his stick out. My friend standing right next to me, put his hand out and grabbed his stick. <laughs> like right next to me. I put my hand out. His, his was right next to me and he grabbed it. So he got lucky. But a few years later, he ended up giving it to me because he kept moving and, and, you know, going to different apartment to apartment. And he was going to lose the stick eventually. And he knew it, it had more sentimental value to me, you know, because I play drums. So he gave it to me. So then I framed it and everything. So nothing will happen to it. It was a pretty cool uh, experience for a first like show. It. Yeah, it's epic. That's epic. Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I got from a concert was a pick. I think uh, KK Downing threw it to me when I saw the um, that uh, it was Judas Priest, um, what the hell, uh, a Heaven and Hell, a Testament, and I think maybe somewhere else, somebody else, but maybe not. But I was down the front for that at Jones Beach. That was a cool show. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't see that one. No. Yeah, that was definitely a good show. Yeah. Uh, I saw them with Megadeth. I think it was. Oh yeah, that's another band I've never seen live. Megadeth? Yeah, nope. You've been great. You've been Megadeth. <laughs> yeah. No wait. You've been great. What, what, how, how's it go, Greg? You've you've been great. We've been Megadeth. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always love that. I saw them multiple times. So I love yeah. Michael Bass. I do, but his voice is a little weird live. He's a weird vocalist. He's unique. He's definitely unique. Yeah, definitely. He's good with the music, you know? Oh, he's a fantastic songwriter. I wish I could have seen him in the 80s when he was all messed up and crazy, though. I did. Those were some intense concerts, man. I saw them during Peace Cell, the Peace Cells tour. Oh, wow. Oh, it was insane. I saw them at a club uh, in Sundance. It was called Sundance right. on Long Island, one of the yeah. Long Island clubs. And they were amazing. They were amazing. And they were all drugged up. They were all drugged up playing. But it was just amazing. It was so best time to see them. Yeah, that was. That was, <laughs> that was the pinnacle of their career. And the other time I saw them with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Broderick, right? Uh, oh, I yeah, saw yeah, yeah. At, at the same venue you mentioned before about the other band you saw, uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I remember, I mean, I knew of him and I knew some of his playing and whatnot. He was a good guitar player, but then he started playing and every, you could hear a pin drop when he was playing practically because he was just so amazing. Yeah. But a lot of people saying that, you know, um, Kiko is better. You know, I don't know, but I don't know about that. Akiko is a great player. No two ways about it. But I don't know if he's better than Broderick. Some people think Broderick was just overrated, but he he he's like a master of multiple styles, not just metal. Yeah, he's a master classical gu- guitarist, and and he you know he's just he's awesome. He's just incredible. But I mean, I'm not like a fanboy of his, but I just I think he is amazing. He's an amazing mm-hmm. guitar player. Yeah, he was good uh, in Jack Panzer. Right. Yeah. I just didn't like him in Megadeth because, uh, I mean, maybe because the songs just weren't as good either when he was in Megadeth. That's, yeah, that time. Yeah. Was really yeah. It was really bad. Like, not terrible, but it wasn't, you know, typical Megadeth stuff. It was just weird. Mm-hmm. Especially that Super Collider album. That was terrible. That was, that got panned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really bad. But uh, the new album's good, though. And I like Kiko. I, I love Angra. Angra's really good. Very good band. And he brings that like um a Brazilian kind of feel to you know his guitar solo and stuff. So it brings a little something different in there, you know? Yeah, that flair. He has that flair. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right. So uh what's on the uh, plate for today, Greg? Uh Ghost Ship Octavius and uh Halloween, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Oh crap, I forgot to bring it. Damn it. Uh, hold on, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Ah, uh, Guns and Roses shirt. <laughs> I no. kept it on just for you. Oh no! Yeah, I have an attacker shirt. Nice attacker. I've got a Judge Dread. That's awesome too, Judge Dread. <laughs> that always reminds me of uh, Anthrax. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which actually that was one of the best songs off that record. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm the law. Oh yeah. I actually painted um, an anthrax jacket uh, many, many years ago when I was a teenager, when that came out and I painted it and it came out incredible um, of judge dread holding, you know, from the single. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm the law where he's standing in front of a flag and he's got this he's holding his gun. Came out yep. great. Yeah. That's awesome. You still, uh, you still draw? No. No. I used to be, uh, that's how I got involved with music. It's just, um, I would listen to music. I love painting. Mm-hmm. All right, when mm-hmm. I was a teenager, I used to love painting jackets. And I painted 
numerous Iron Maiden, Wasp, um, uh, what else did I change? Ozzy. I think I did a Bark at the Moon. Uh, I did uh, uh, that, that I'm the Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did uh, Megadeth. I did a whole bunch of, yeah. uh, you know, covers, album covers. I do album covers. And um, while I would paint, I would listen to all my favorite metal bands. You know, right. Everything, you know. And even King Diamond at the time, you know. <laughs> and it would just put me in a place to really be creative while painting. And I, I, was, I was pretty good. And I just stopped one day because I think I just got involved into the music as opposed to just, you know, just imagining and thinking about it. I wanted to redo it and I started doing it. And that's, it was like a transition for me. Yeah. It's a great time. It really took me away from any, you know, issues that kids have, you know, mm-hmm. like teenagers have. Yeah, definitely. Painting, painting and music. <laughs> yeah, that was the same way in high school. I, I drew on everything. Like all the trapper keepers. I used to get them. I made sure I got the ones that were like, um, like that kind of cloth, like outside, so you can draw on them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do oh, yeah. everything on them. And, and every time somebody would see my trapper keeper, they'd go, oh, can you draw me that too? So <laughs> I you know, had a lot of orders back then to draw things for people. But uh, yeah, I kind of had the same experience because then once I got really into music and I actually started playing into bands and stuff like that, the drawing kind of just like disappeared. And then I tried to get back into it not too long ago. It's just, I just don't have it like I used to at all. Yeah. It's a shame because I, I love drawing. I did too. I did the same thing Troy did, painted jackets. Uh, the only one I have left is somewhere in time, but looks great. Um, but same thing, I got involved with uh, working on race cars like I was doing for a long time. I was a mechanic and I just stopped painting, drawing anything. Mm. And now I can't do it anymore. Why not? Uh, well, because I've broken fingers a few times, so, <laughs> you know, now I would, uh, I've been thinking about getting the guitar again, but I tried drawing and it didn't turn out well. I'm good. <laughs> stick figures, stick figures are always uh, easy to do. Oh, stick figure maskers are the best. <laughs> Crash a 747 into a field of them. Ah. <laughs> all right so getting on to halloween let me show you how uh, big of a fan i am of chameleon record uh, cds wow wow cassette vinyl <laughs> all the singles so that's how much i like chameleon although i have every album like that so you know it's nothing <laughs> I told you they're my favorite band. They can do no wrong. As you can see. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about with Chameleon? Come on, bring it. That it's not my favorite Halloween album. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. Okay, let's see. How do I kick Troy off of this uh, thing? <laughs> Bye, guys! <laughs> Just to overdub his voice later. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I really album. love this album. It's great. <laughs> it's my favorite one. I, have to say, I, I do have to say that uh, Kisket is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, he could just go to the bathroom and sound awesome. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no yeah. reason about it. He happens to be one of my favorite vocalist singers, singers, singers of yep. all time. Definitely. Uh, he's just phenomenal. But mm-hmm. 
I just, I mean, you know, and there's all, there's some really fantastic vocals on that album. Uh, I just, I mean, it's the rock, was that 92, 93 that that record came 90, out? 93, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, 93, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, that was his last record with the band. Yep. Right? And maybe they were a little disconnected. Maybe the whole scene was changing because grunge was blowing up by then, right? Yep. It was yep. full-blown by like 92, 93, boom, blew up. Yep. And, and some bands, and I can, I can relate to that. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, with the way the whole scene changed, like almost overnight, a lot of bands felt like, well, what do I do? Like, where do I go? You know, yeah, how, how do we, how do we fit in? How do we fit in? And a lot, right. of, a lot of bands changed. And there's a lot of, I mean, some critics will even say that that record is very, very popish. And you have yeah. horns on it. It's some funky stuff going on it. It's just, yeah. it almost sounds like they were listening to Extreme. Yeah. And Extreme at, at the one point, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with one of the yeah. songs. But, um, you know, it's Halloween. You know, so they, they, you know, they changed their formula a little bit. And there's some songs on there that, you know, I could, I could still see that, you know, there's, there's still like Halloween, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, Kiske though, he could, he could sing anything. He can sing, the, he can sing the phone book. Exactly. Well, yeah. It wouldn't matter. He's mm-hmm. just, he's awesome. Yeah. So that's my take on it at least. But, but overall, I, it's probably one of my least favorite records mm-hmm. and I've been around that band live on two different occasions for two and a half to three weeks, you know, and I heard every night some of the great, you know, some of their greatest songs, you know, um, mm-hmm. and only until the last run when I was, when I was playing with them uh, in 2016, I'll never forget the first night that they're playing. And, you know, it was our first night. It was in, it was in Montreal and they started playing. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, Halloween, Halloween, right? And that's my favorite Halloween song. Mm-hmm. And they didn't play the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was pissed. Didn't they play the, I mean, the edited version. They made um, a medley of like uh, two or three songs. Yeah. And I just was very upset because that is my favorite Halloween song of all time. And mm-hmm. and they're doing the full song with Kiss Kit during Pumpkins United. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go. And I couldn't go see that. That show, I was so upset. He didn't go. I couldn't go. I just, I couldn't go. I was going to go. And I actually had some friends that wanted to go. And then finally, those friends were, I can't go. I can't go. Okay, I'm going to go. I'll go by myself. I don't care. I'll see people there that I know. It don't matter. I'm going there to see the band anyway. And and I just, I couldn't go. I was so pissed. You missed a good show. You missed a really good show. I did, but they're recording another full length with that lineup. And they'll do another extended world tour because you know they that's their bread and butter yeah definitely so, yeah without a doubt so they made some good money from mm. what i understand really good money and they're not changing that formula anytime soon mm, they shouldn't because so, people want it they will definitely want it mm-hmm. they've wanted it for years and now yeah. that the, now that they keep the uh, the old members in the band still you know the people that were already in there and then they keep andy in there which i think is you know was a great replacement for uh, michael Kiski, that's just awesome. You got two great singers in the band. Well, and plus Kai too, if he even sings. I, I don't know because he's he kind of gave up with Gamma Ray for a little bit with singing. Yeah, I, I believe that he's singing too. But yeah, uh, okay. Andy, Andy's a Andy's a pretty good singer. Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not Kiski. No, he's not at all. He, he's he's really he's really good. And mm-hmm. I've actually 
you know, bumped elbows with him numerous times and saw mm. some of his warm-up techniques. It was very interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you one of them. He would, the way he would warm up, he would go like this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not exaggerating a little bit, but not too far off. Yeah. And I would be like, what is it? And I I remember talking to him about. He says, "Yeah, that's one of like one of his warm up techniques." But it was very, very interesting. Whatever works, right? Yeah, exactly. So, what about Greg? What do What does he think about Chameleon? I like it. I think it's um, a really good record by them. Not necessarily one of my my tops, you know, but uh, still a good album. They do. They switch up their style on it, but like you were saying, Troy, a lot of the songs are still basically Halloween. It's got that Halloween sound, and really, for the most part, they branch out, and they still make it sound like them, even though they're doing something a little poppier, and I really like that funky bass line in that one. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. different, it's cool, and it works well. Um, There's really only one song I dislike on it, uh, the windmill one. I might have to agree with you on that too. I yeah. like that I, reason why I like that one. You know, personal reasons because uh, I used to play drums to this album every day, and then once in a while, my grandmother would come over and she would hear me playing that song, and she was always like, "You have to give me a copy of that song," because she really uh-huh. liked it. You know, because it's a slow song. Older people like slow stuff, so so I always <laughs> will like that song regardless of how you know kind of iffy it is. But uh, you know, it is what it is. The whole album is what it is, you know. The the only Halloweenish song on there is Giants. Yeah. yeah. When the Sinner is a really good song, though. Yeah. It's yeah. different. Yes. You know? it's, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Also, too, the the other reason why the uh, album is like it is because they were going through a lot of shit with their um, record label at the time. You know, so you know nobody knew what they wanted to do, and like you said before, Troy, that you know the music scene was the music scene itself didn't know what they wanted to do. No. So, you know, caused them uh, tension within the band too. Cause even the drummer, I don't even think he wanted to really finish the album. I think he wanted to leave or something around that time. Cause he was just, the, the music wasn't the same anymore, you know? Right. I'm glad they did what they did instead of making a pseudo grunge album. Right. Yeah. They did a little bit of everything, but the best yeah. thing about the whole album is, is the uh, production. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that was the best production they've ever had. You know, from that that time. Sure. Yep, definitely. Anything else, Craig? Nope, that's pretty much it. It's a good record, though. I think uh, you know people should really go give it a second chance or take a look back at it. I so, think you, so, you, so yeah. Greg, you tell me I should give it a second chance? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's 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 good. Still, Kiss Kiss. Just some some of the vocal lines on that record are just phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely the, the best vocal performance he's he's done at you know from that time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. So if anybody has um, never checked out Halloween, don't start with this album because it doesn't sound like any other album of theirs. I don't even know what album to start with because I like them all. Definitely not um, the last one. The last one is the heaviest. <laughs> really? You start at the beginning with Walls of Jericho. No, because well, Kai's Kai's vocals are kind of weird for people to um, like, kind of get into. I think, especially nowadays. That album's so thrashy, though. It is, but I, I love it. I would say "Keeper of the Seven Keys" Part One. Yeah, 
How could you go wrong with that one? Yeah, either that or part two. Okay. But Fair I like enough, I, yeah. I like the the sound on on part one's way better. You know, the production everything is oh, yeah. sounds mm. way better on that album yep. for some weird reason. But yeah, all right. So don't get Chameleon first. Get Keeper one or two or maybe try Walls of Jericho, whatever. And uh, let us know what you think about Halloween. Or you can pick up the best, the rest, and the rare. That's a pretty good compilation. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. All right. So um, you want to talk about the Ghost Ship album? Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, wait. I'm not broadcasting this. I I usually have pictures and things set up here so I can just. (laughs) But we're not broadcasting live. So I'll have to put that in later. I forgot about that. Cool. I can relax a little bit and think about things so I don't stutter. No, because I'm not editing editing this, so just keep going. <laughs> oh, well, excuse me, Ramona. I'm sorry you can't be bothered. Hurry up. <laughs> oh, there was one thing I wanted to ask you, Troy, because I thought about this earlier. Do you play any instruments? I used to play the trumpet for 13 years. I mm. dabbled with the guitar over time. Um, I've even written guitar lines. Um, but with the group I'm in now, no. Yeah, no. In, okay. in Cold Steel, I've written actually some guitar lines. And I've actually played the trumpet on one on the Cold Steel like debut record. Mm-hmm. I, I did. Uh, it was bizarre. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah. But um, right as of now, no, it's just vocalizing. Mm. No, just right. different voices and stuff. So Interesting. I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. I just still find it funny that, you know, all you musicians come up with the music and you just come up with the lyrics. This is crazy to me. You know, it's really interesting though. Like some, like how, I mean, obviously there's different ways of writing songs and mm-hmm. what amazes me are the, um, like the, the songwriters who will write the lyrics first and then plug them into the song like how how do you do like how, like i wouldn't i mean that's so much more complex to do it that way complicated I should to say. me that seems easier really yeah definitely oh, okay i don't know maybe uh maybe i'm just weird who knows <laughs> but either way it's it's fun like with the I mean, stuff the go ahead I, I gotta agree with Troy there because you know I think you run into some of that uh, with Maiden when Bruce first came in and I'm not saying he does a bad performance the songs are great it's just you'll hear him get a little speedy to like hurry up and get these lines out and you know Steve wanted him to sing it like it was written and it's just too many words for certain parts of the song. That's mm, true. Yeah. So I, I I can definitely see how it would be harder that way. Yeah. Which way? To write them after or before? Write them before and then write the song around that, yeah. Hmm. I don't know, just for my, my own stuff, like I was trying to write lyrics and um, I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a writer anyway, so I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, it's just, it's hard for me to try to fit words in, but if I do it the other way, write the words first, and I have the music in my head, not that I can play it, I can just tell my friend, hey, it goes like this kind of thing. And he might, you know, kind of get it. But to me, that just seems easier. I don't know. That's why I'm amazed. That's why I'm amazed that when you know how you write your lyrics over the music. Because how do you know? How do you want the story to go that it's going to fit with that song? You know. I don't know how I could do it. I just do it. <laughs> just, <laughs> and and then besides that, writing 
a song is a story, right? right? It's a self-contained story. Right. And what I've been doing with them is writing, you know, a, a, a story is the album or part of the story is the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just just have been able to do it. It just blows me away. I just don't know how. I just do it. Yeah. Ideas come to the head and boom, you just do it. So like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe other people are different. I don't know. Looks like Greg's in a fight with a ghost. What's going on over there, Greg? The dog's <laughs> got to go outside. I'll be right back. Heavily <laughs> <laughs> oh, edited this now. God damn. Good thing we didn't go live. There you go. <laughs> oh boy we'll be right back i'm gonna push back okay this way i can stop the thing and then i'll just put it back on later actually what we're gonna do is now nah, he's back never mind yeah. i'll keep this in what work i have to do oh okay <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so now you want to talk about the ghost ship album yeah. Um, second time. This is our second time reviewing this. Actually, I did this a review on this uh, album before you came on, Troy, with uh, oh. one of the one of the older hosts, and it was terrible. Oh. Yeah. Not not oh. the album wasn't terrible. The oh. review was terrible. Oh. And then. Wow. Um, yeah, I felt so bad about doing a review. I even sent it to the band, and I said, "Here's the review. Watch it, and let me know what you think about it, because I myself don't like it." So they wrote me back and kind of told me like the things that I said were wrong because all the information that I found online is apparently wrong. And, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So then I said, you know what? I'll just, n- nobody will ever see this review ever. So I was hoping that, uh, you know, Greg or somebody else that knew a little bit more about the band because, you know, th- all these members are part of other bands and the guy that I did it with didn't know any of the other members bands. So I was yeah. kind of like on my own. I'm like, you know, I, I can't review something like that. I need people to feed off of. So this will be a lot better, I hope. <laughs> well, I know, I know one, um, was it the drummer was in Nevermore and uh, Matt, the guitar player, was in a Warhol Dane solo band, I believe. And uh, God forbid, I want to say. Something like that, yeah. I have this all written down somewhere. I just forgot to grab it. Ashes of Ares, too. Yes, yep. And drummer oh. was directly in Ashes of Ares. And uh, the singer-guitar player, what's his name, Adon? Adon? Yeah, yep. Uh, he was a live guitarist for Ashes of Ares as well. Hmm, okay. Only live, yeah. But the drummer recorded with, with them. Uh, that's another great band. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to, I have to get a, in touch with um, Matt Barlow somehow. Yeah. Because they have a new album out too, or it's coming out or something, I think. A uh, new album out. Oh, it is out. I think, it was, I think it's either out or it's about to come out. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Cause they're pretty good too. And um, Van Williams, the drummer of uh, GSO, is also in that band, I think. At least he was last time I knew about it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. I can't follow everything anymore. All right. So, what do you think about the album, Greg? Um, I thought it was uh pretty good. You know, uh, as you know, I'm not the biggest fan of uh prog metal. Mm-hmm. Really, I, I guess I'd call this progressive. But um, 
the drums are great on this. I really love uh, the way Van Williams plays. It's uh, certain parts have a real Nevermore feel, but uh, he really drives the record. Uh, the rhythm section is really strong. Right. And um, <clears throat> now, John, my only real complaint about it is I kind of have to be in the mood for this. And I went back and listened to their first album, and where their first album kind of has the highs and lows. Mm-hmm. This album's all just kind of real subdued and filled out and melodic and it's not bad it just it took me a little while at first to get into it you got to be in the right mood for it because if you're not calmed down enough you're not going to enjoy the experience but uh, (laughs) if you look if you look in the punch walls do not listen to this album because it will not help you (laughs) but um it's really well written um i love the way it flows and uh, the uh the way the songs are multi-parted, it actually reminds me in spots of uh, Angel Rat from Voivod, which is one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just some beautiful melodies on it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a mellow, mellow album compared to the first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, this this reminds me a little bit of uh, what the hell, uh, Throne of Chaos. Did anybody ever hear that band? Nope. No. All right. Well, then never mind on that one. <laughs> but it's if you ever hear Throne of Chaos, uh, the album's called Los Angeles. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a very similar feel to it because they, they were like a, um, a power metal, kind of like death metal thrash band. And then they, they put out this album called Los Angeles, and they actually changed their name to TOC because it just sounded completely different from what they usually do, which is similar to how this album is, just very mellow and just very spacey kind of sounding. and a lot mm-hmm. of time. A lot of different things going on and uh that's a very good album i think but uh this album is very good the vocalist is awesome you know i can't say enough about that vocalist one of my favorites i think in, in you know a lot of bands right now and uh oh, yeah. he reminds me of jeff scott soto okay yeah got like a like a like a raspy there's like a little rasp in his voice mm-hmm. that uh little soul in his voice uh, yeah. I, I love it i i think he's great He's pretty young, but he sounds like he's very matured. Exactly. Yeah. How old is he? Like twenty or early twenties? Yeah, early twenty, twenty-one or something like that. Yeah. Sounds very mature. Uh, he really carries the uh, the outfit quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I love the record. I think it's great. Uh, normally, not something that you know that I would maybe listen to, but mm-hmm. I was I was really blown away by it and uh i'll definitely spin it a few times without a doubt like, yeah, they're yeah. great they're great great man yeah yeah i've been great listening record. to it for the last uh last month last month or so i think that we've had it i haven't stopped listening to it so good you know only one song i think maybe not the last one but the one before that i think that's one i'm not too crazy about I think it's kind of like- yeah, I don't really like that song either. That's really the only song in the album that kind of seems like it's a padding almost. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that one really feels like filler. Yeah. But like songs like uh, Turn to Ice and Ocean Memories, Delirium, Chosen, Edge of Time. and Oh, Burn- yeah. Burnus Ladder. It was all great. All great songs. And um, Tro- uh, Troy was talking about how he's mature with his voice, and I was thinking about that just uh, – how lush and colorful he can be with it, like in uh, Edge of Time. Just mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. What was that? Oh, that song, did that song remind you of um, Dead Heart in a Dead World? Yes, I it mean, did. I mean, not that a, was... a heart collector off of Dead Heart in a Dead World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Are you familiar with Nevermore, uh, Troy? Not so much. Oh. Yeah, I know they're a great band. Oh. I dabble. Not, not so much with Nevermore, though. I'm more, I'm more, I'm more thrash roots. But Dead Heart and uh, Dead Heart here, <laughs> yeah, I know. Dead Heart and a Dead World, though, you definitely have to check that album out. That is uh, awesome. I will. I will. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm really in the same boat as you, Troy. It just so happens uh, that one album I have from them, and I love it. It's mm-hmm. great. I yeah, think it's their best record, Dead Heart. It is, Dead it is definitely is. I'll Dream check it out. Dreaming Neon, uh, Neon Black is good too, but I think Dead Dead Heart's better. Yeah, Dreaming Neon Black's pretty good, though. Um, man, I haven't listened to that record in years. <laughs> we should discuss that album next time. Well, one time, not next time. Yeah, well, next time we got to do Bewitcher. <laughs> or, uh... We're definitely going to do Bewitcher. I don't know if have you listened to anything about Bewitcher yet, Troy? No. We mentioned it last week. We'll have to no. send you something. I'll yeah. Sure. I'm always game. Are you into Venom at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like Venom. Mm-hmm. Venom or Venom Inc? No, Venom. There is no Venom Inc. What's Venom Inc? No, the the best way to describe this is, you know, if uh, Venom had their sound, but they could play like Diamond Head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's if, uh, if Venom, you know, the original first few Venom albums were out and they could actually play their instruments, this would be Venom. (laughs) Yep. I was actually surprised at how good that album is. I don't, I don't want to talk too much about it because we'll have to do it. No, yeah, we'll but, see. Uh, well, yeah, it's a very good album. So, um, yeah, like this, this GSO album, very good. Um, I suggest everybody to go buy that album. Not album of the year. That goes to Troy. Still really? <laughs> I that last week, bro. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Troy. I, I still got to go with Voivod. That's that's okay, Greg. <laughs> no harm done. No bad. No bad feelings. It's all good. There's so many bands out there. There's so yep. many good records that come out every year. You know, like what, what do you choose? Everybody has different preferences. Oh that's yeah, great. That's what's great. What they like. What they enjoy. Right. You know? Yeah, it's tough. That's one oh, thing I, I I want to go again. What's that? This freaking guy with his dog, man. My dog's being good. I know. You need a good dog like mine. And, and your dog's got the got the problem with the eye. Yeah, actually, it's going down. So oh, yeah? she might she might not need the surgery again. Really? Yeah, I called the vet. They're gonna see uh, what's going on with that. All right. I, have, I might not have to repeat it. Oh, that's oh. good. That's good for the dog too. You know. So, oh yeah. Uh, he don't want to go through all that trouble again. You know. No, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> any any type of surgery for animal or human, it's. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're near your eye, forget it. Oh yeah, that's true. I got something with my eyes. I I, I don't know if you ever heard of the thing called it's, um, something spindles. I don't know, but um, spindles. if yeah, if you look, if they take like a picture of inside my eye, you can actually see through my pupil. Like you can shine a light, and it just goes right through. Wow. So I got that's, something that's going on. Bizarre. Yeah, oh. so I, I have to get it checked on every once in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be blind one day, probably. Oh, I'll say that. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not soon. Not, not good uh, for anybody to be like. No, that. no. I, so we'll see what happens with that. And I already got the floaters in my eyes, so that drives me nuts enough as it is. Mm. Yeah, I hate that. Getting old, you know. You know how it is, Troy. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot older than both of you put together. <laughs> not that much older. I'm no, almost forty. 
Oh, I'm almost 50. Almost. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on. And Greg's the baby of the group. He's, yes, uh, he how old are you? Like 30 something? 32. 32. God. 30, 40, 50. There you go. <laughs> Three decades. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what else do you want to talk about? Anything else? Or is going to be a short uh, group? <laughs> Now we can talk about other stuff. I don't know. I thought you'd uh, have more to say, like the history and all that. I forgot all your uh, information was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to do it again because they were actually supposed to uh, give me a, a better history of the band. And, and I never contacted them again about doing it. I said, I, when they wrote me back originally, I said, you know, give me something. And they never did. Oh, okay. So, I, well, hear that, I hear live that they're, they're excellent. I could see that, yeah. That's what I heard. Um, I have a friend of mine that has uh, played with their band uh, that did like a, a tour um, and I almost went to see them and um, he just said they were just phenomenal. And um, when we actually, we were going, when them was going on their first tour in Europe, uh, our guitar player, he hurt himself and he couldn't do the first run. Mm. So actually we were considering on bringing, bringing on one of their guitar players Mm-hmm. I don't know which one it was at the time. It's like, a, again, I spoke to so many people in like 24 hours, mm-hmm. but it was one of them. And um, either one probably would have been more than enough, you know, more, you know, they're great players, all of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, but they're, they're uh, fantastic. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing them evolve as a band and mm-hmm. to see where they're going to go. Um, because they have, there's a lot of quality to what they you know, bring to the table as far as mm-hmm. heavy metal is concerned. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really interested. And you know what I'm saying? Like some bands, you'll hear them, oh, they're pretty good, they're good. But this is a band that I think, you know, this is what their second album, right? So yep. over the course of time, they're going to evolve and develop. And and I'm, I'm really just curious to see, you know, two more albums from now, what are they going to be like? Mm. You know, where they're going to be at? And definitely, they definitely have like uh, the the uh, the ability to be you know a long runner yeah probably yeah. yeah definitely see that hope so you know not too many bands yeah, last so. that long nowadays you know no you're right but, and, and, and being with so many bit like especially bands that you know oh i'm in this band but i'm in the other band the other one and this one and it's just mm-hmm. so many groups and then people lose focus and i think that's what happens and then mm-hmm. they and they disperse so that sounds like somebody i know it sounds like a guest that's gonna be on next week uh-oh that's in like six other bands that would have to be sean quack you you're right it is <laughs> oh i love sean yeah he he's a, he's a very funny guy we'll he's hilarious get, oh so he's gonna be actually on oh yeah, yeah he'll be on well, it's yeah. Reviewed, huh? Interesting. yeah yeah and you'll, you'll you'll come on right i'll come on i'll let yeah. it out <laughs> i'll be I'll be uh, objective. <laughs> Even though he's my friend, it, it won't matter. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. I talk to him on Facebook every once in a while. Just, you know, stay stupid jokes. He's a great guy. He's, he's just, he's, uh, he's insane. He's like, he's in, very insane. All these bands and, you know, I mean, he's older than me. And mm-hmm. he's, he's just, I don't know where he gets his energy. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. I get tired, just exhausted hearing him tell me all these stories. I'm like, yeah. wow, like, I couldn't imagine doing any of that. How does he do it? He's yeah. like Superman. Mm-hmm. And then plus he's he's got he just got got off that tour with the you know the, the thing that he's doing the three tremors. 
And uh, that went, I don't know where it went. It went, you know, out of the United States somewhere. He did a couple, you know, shows out there. And, uh, you know, then he's back. And then he's got the Dennis Sherman thing. And then he's got the... Um, Death the, Dealer. Death Dealer, yep. You know, with the and, cage. and Cage. And Cage, yep. And that's, whatever else he's that's doing. My friend. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a fifth, eighth project going on behind the scenes. Who knows? No doubt. Super Sean. Let's call him Super Sean. Yeah, that's that's good. I'll I didn't that. realize he was the vocalist on those Denner Sherman albums until yes. you sent those to me. I mean, I, I've had them, but I didn't realize it. Yeah. I, it just never occurred to me to look up who was in the band. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes he sounds a little different uh, on each uh, band. He does different things. He sounds the best in Cage, I think. And then the other stuff, he okay. you know, does a couple different little oh, yeah. things here and there. The last Cage record is just insane. like uh, ancient evil ancient evil yep Mm -hmm. right and the song ancient evil uh, they played cage played uh on long island and Mm -hmm. i i went there uh and saw him oh you did okay yeah i saw them play and you know just we hung out we we bs'd a little bit after the show but i was you know they didn't play ancient evil and i'm saying dude what like what's going on you know oh you know whatever he told me at the time but i just i was like I was so disappointed. I wanted to hear that song. He goes so high in that song. It's mm-hmm. insane. It is. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> I can't even do that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Not, but he sings like, he sings, he's in another stratosphere. I, I think with every album, he tries to see how much higher he can get from the last album. You might be right. You know, he's got he's to gotta be doing that. You might be right. <laughs> we'll have to ask him. <laughs> that will definitely be one of the questions. So, uh, I don't know. Anything else to talk about? What else we got? What other kind of uh, them stories you got there? Them? Oh. Yeah. Um, or, or any other kind of behind-the-scenes stuff that, uh, I don't know, you said last week you got tons of stories, so go ahead. I do. I, do. <laughs> uh, I could always go grab that Zappa record, too. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. What, what was your, he wants to have a Zappa segment on the show. Go ahead. Zappa? Oh, boy. No, no, no. Let Troy tell the story. I didn't prepare. No, we've heard enough of Troy. Well, go ahead, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to hear my stories. No, go ahead with the them stories. <laughs> All right, I don't know. let's see. Um, oh, that, well, before I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, did you see the Zappa thing, Greg? The new thing that's going on. That was one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's like some kind of hologram thing. Yeah, um, I don't believe that's happening now. No, but uh, oh. It is coming through. Uh, that caused a big rift in the family, actually. Uh, his two younger kids, Ahmet and uh, Devo, were left in control of the uh, business part of the Zappa Trust, and uh, they've been making decisions that Dweezil and Moon don't really agree with, and they came up with this hologram tour, and they really wanted the two of them to do it. So it uh i guess it was on hold for a few years and i didn't hear anything more about it i thought it was dead but weasel and moon refused outright mm. no, it's he definitely thinks, happening there was i just saw a thing it's it's uh, 2019 i mean i don't know it um be cheaper to just sit at home and watch a classic concert you know it's just mm-hmm. a hologram it's not really seeing frank yeah and um especially if if you were going to do it with anybody, why Frank Zappa? One of the biggest parts of his live shows was improvisation during, uh, you know, the extended parts. Right. 
and you 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 lose that with a hologram, obviously, because he's not really there. So right, everything's timed out already, and you know he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'd still be cool on some level, but it's not something I pay a ton of money for. What do you think about the hologram thing, Troy? I think it's just kind of gross, actually. Yeah, yeah. you know, Dio's Dio's are gonna have what a hundred? How many shows? Ton of shows with the hologram. I mean. For someone who's never seen Dio, I guess it's okay, but it's just, I don't know, it's, it cheapens their existence, I think. Yes, it, it does. It cheapens it. I mean, it's just really, you know, you, you, do, you do it. I get upset with stuff like that. I really do. I mean, like, I, the last time I just flipped out was the other night, watching The Walking Dead. Did you guys see mm-hmm. The Walking Dead? You guys watch yep. The Walking Dead? Yep, all every week. When I found out that, you know, Mr. Rick... Is you know he's not dead. He's he's gonna make movies. They're gonna make movies. They're gonna milk right. it. They're gonna have right. offshoots. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, really? Stuff like that gets me upset. Yeah. So when yeah. I see when I see the hologram, these hologram shows. Is that is that what is that what live performances are gonna be now? Yeah. Holograms. I mean, obviously they have the holograms. The performance is tuned and timed just right, so it 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 just gives a, a live appearance. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless. It's just leave the guys alone. They die, leave them alone. You know, they're part of music history. You know, you enjoy their records. You, you, you know, they, I'm sure there's tribute bands for, for everybody, you know, yeah. for any, any of Pretty these much. musicians that have been, you know, that deceased. Yeah. And just leave it alone. I mean, it just, I don't know. It's just like grasping at straws, you know, well, I need to make money. Exactly, and that was one of the most fucked up things about this is that, you know, Dweezil, he's been touring for years as Zappa plays Zappa, and he plays the guitar, and he gets a bunch of guys uh, together for different iterations during the tour. I mean, Bozio's been there, Roy Estrada, a few other people um, from different eras of the Mothers or whatever, and they would play his songs live as a tribute to him. And they're trying to replace that with the Hologram Tour, and I... I really feel like they should be ashamed of themselves, honestly. Yeah. So no KK Foster hologram. Let me just mark that down. No. <laughs> KK's gone. He's gone for good. <laughs> <laughs> but if I could get Tom Savini to bring you back as a puppet, would you be down with it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, that'd be a cool cameo. So puppets yeah. are okay. As a puppet. <laughs> oh man, Greg, crap. Maybe King Dan can bring, bring him back to life with a little blood. True. Ah. See how that all works in? You want to act like me? I'll make you act like me. <laughs> yeah, right? Shit, there was something else I was just going to say. Oh, God. I don't remember. He kept talking. I was waiting for you to stop me. He just kept going and going and going. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, give us a story. Maybe I'll remember. One story. I'll give you a quick story. So, um, uh, one of our performances this is very interesting because you know everything is timed. Everything is, uh, you know, everybody has cues. What happens? How it happens, etc. Um, besides playing, mm-hmm. right? So, because it has to flow a certain way, the whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we were we were performing a festival, it was a small festival. Uh, it was in it was called Heavy Agar in mm-hmm. Agar, Denmark, north most north northwestern part of Denmark. 
And you know, we're performing. The stage is pretty small, but we're performing. We're doing our thing. And there's one particular point where, uh, because it was too small, we couldn't really. We have an altar that um, that for that that segment right. uh, where the altar is on the stage. And then at one particular point, there's you know actors and actresses around it, and while the band's playing, it's pretty wild, pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Well, before the actors and actresses could get to the altar, uh, you know, I had drunken some drunken girl decided to lay on the altar and wanted me to sacrifice her, or I should say KK sacrifice her. Right. And we're trying to like, you know, get off, you know, while you're playing, you know, just get off the stage, you know, that sort of thing. And yeah. it was so, it was just, it was funny. It was funny. Like people were laughing. They were like, yeah, freaking out. Cause they thought it was kind of like part of the show, but it wasn't. Right. And, um, but stuff like that makes things interesting mm-hmm. because of, you know, like, how do you react? How do you respond to right. that? Like, yeah. how do you keep the show going without blowing it? You know, right. and that's that was key. But we we kept the show going, and it was it was pretty funny. Like, if you were there, you would have been laughing. Everybody was smiling; they were laughing. Yeah. But it was it was cool. And then still, medals playing. You know, and still we we got to still do the sacrifice thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a very enjoyable night for everybody. They really, a lot of people came up to us after that one and, uh, you know, speaking to us in Danish, which, you know, a lot of them didn't speak English. So it was, it was a little difficult, but, but, you know, we got the idea. They, they enjoyed it. So it was yeah. awesome. I had a great time. Well, that's cool. There's you go. There's one little story for you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's the Troy story of the week. <laughs> story of the week. <laughs> That's a, you got your segment, Greg. Now Troy's got his segment on the show. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we got something. What, uh, one thing I did want to ask you: Where did you come up with the KK uh, Foster uh, character? So um, a lot of the things uh, <coughs> on the first record—well, not a lot of the things, but a number of things—I have focused on how. Um, here, this is an original project, but you know, I wanted to give a tip of the hat to. King with certain little things, right. little Easter eggs, so to speak. So the character, his name is Klaus König Fasser. Okay. Fasser is his title. Okay, Fasser is is a, it was a, uh, a title given to grave diggers in okay. Europe uh, back around that time period. Hmm. Okay, and Klaus König is Klaus King in oh. German. Okay, so. Okay. It was like a little tip of the hat to King. Ah, got it. King. Yeah. So, uh, so it, a lot of people, and the funny thing is how it turned into KK Fosser hmm. is because during the recording of Sweet Hollow, um, um, the woman who, the, uh, the woman, Angela Doritas, who, perform, who played the role of Henrietta, she actually had a little bit of a difficulty saying Klaus Koenig. Right, okay. Koenig. Kernick. No, it's supposed to be a German name. It's not pronounced Kernick. Hmm. You know, so I said, you know what? Just just call him KK. Okay. <laughs> and no, it has nothing, it has no correlation to KK Downing, you know. Right, it's, just, yeah. it's just shortened for right. Klaus Kernick. Okay. Right. Right, so, but where did you get like the idea with the hair and all so, these, the uh, thing? Yeah. So basically, um, uh, the, I wanted to be something different, dr- like drastically different than 
the tribute that I was doing for King Diamond uh, with a similar name. It was originally them, the King Diamond tribute. And the logo was completely different. And I wanted to do something different. So I figured, you know what? I'll look different. I'll make a character. Um, You know, he'll have a, uh, not a similar look to King, but there was meaning, you know? Like I wanted Mm -hmm. every single thing, every single aspect of KK's existence Mm -hmm. defined. All the details. Um, like if you look, and I, I, I researched everything. I researched everything about King and, and how his, the stage name, King Diamond, really doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's, it was cool and he wanted to use it. And right. what does his makeup mean? It really doesn't, you know, I mean, aside from, you know, uh, some subtle and not so subtle references towards Satanism, mm-hmm. it, it right. really have meaning. But, but, but KK had meaning. Everything about him had meaning. And that's not, I'm not saying any of that to put King down. Right. King King. He just stole his makeup from uh, Gene Simmons. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had that, yeah, he had that issue with Gene, but uh, I didn't want to have an issue with him. Yeah. One, because already there would be, you know, kind of like pointing of the finger, you know, Oh, you know, King diamond, King diamond. Yeah. You were going to get that anyway. So mm. I actually had a lot of thought, probably close to a year before we wrote anything of just what, like, what was I going to do with makeup? Like, I, need, I needed something because it was part of the character, part of the persona. Mm-hmm. And I actually went through makeup designs. And it originally was black and white. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, no, no. Everything was no, no, no. Until I got to a particular design that had one inverted cross on the face. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, it looked cool. It just looked cool. Something about it. Like, how would I make this work? Mm-hmm. And no, it can't be black and white makeup. It has mm-hmm. to actually... There has to be meaning to it. Right. So Look I developed like was, the story. Looked like it was burnt into your face or something. It, it was. Yeah. Uh, so during the be- very beginning uh, of Sweet Hollow, there's a song called Forever Burns. Right. And in that song, that's where the townspeople took him into the town of Hennesmore. Mm-hmm. And they, after, after he witnessed, because he was put on a trial for resurrecting his baby, mm-hmm. in the very beginning of that record, and they destroyed the baby, they brought him to town, they... They said, hey, you know, like, now you're going to watch your wife and, you know, the rest of your family die. Mm. And they burned Miranda and his wife, Alyssa, um, alive at the stake. And after that was done, they weren't finished. So they took a a Celtic cross, a heated Celtic cross, and they burned it into his face and destroyed his eye as well. Mm. So he forever has to carry the shame of his family, you know, of what he did. And bearing the mark of evil, mm-hmm. but he really isn't a, a bad. He's not an evil person, right? You know, but he has to wear forever wear this inverted Celtic cross burning into his face, you know, and he looks like a monster. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a Frankenstein type of figure, but he's not right. he's a good right. guy. But he happens to have powers. He happens to have, you know, he's he's a warlock, so he casts spells and he could, you know perform resurrections and, you know, and he, he has all these different types of spells that for the most part he tries to use for the, for the better, you know, for the better, not for the worse yeah. uh, until this last record, Man of the Seven Gables, where he does destroy everybody for killing an innocent. Right. Baby. Yeah. He had meaning. Trying yeah. To save mm-hmm. yeah. But you know what? People don't view it that way. And that's how society is in real life. It's they view, they view you, they judge you right away. Right. They don't really take the time to really find out what's going on. They automatically chastise you mm-hmm. as evil or whatever, whatever it may be you're talking about. And 
these people are like just left hung out to dry. So, you know, it's kind of like a parallel to what, what I was experiencing when I went through a divorce. So, I mean, I lost my family. Right. And that's the whole story of KK is kind of like a parallel to me, but much like on steroids. Right. You know, right. But, you know, but. Can you put uh, no uh, hexes and stuff on people? <laughs> Maybe my well, you maybe. No, I, didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But you know, so you know, I just that's that whole situation with KK. You know, he's he's my, you know, he's my Hyde. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Doctor Jekyll, and he's Hyde. You know, so he's sleeping right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come out real soon. Oh yeah, he will. Yeah. Um, oh, but- one, one other thing too, I got to tell you. So when I when we perform, I actually. I wear this prosthetic, right? Mm-hmm. That has the inverted Celtic cross. And my eye, the, uh, my, because both of my eyes, right? I, I'm not, I don't have the best eyesight. I'm actually nearsighted. Mm-hmm. So my, my left eye is uh, worse than my right eye, right? Mm-hmm. So originally when I was setting up the whole, like, what was I going to do? Maybe I'll have this one eye with a, with a, a contact lens, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. No, nah, but you know what? All these other musicians and bands have done that already. I don't want to do that. So I glue my eyes shut. My eyes, my eyes actually glued shut for the performance. My good eye. Not my, not my bad eye. My good eye. When KK's walking on stage and he, you know, he's, like, he's like this, yeah. you know, with one eye. That's his bad eye. He can't see. So people are, KK or whatever. You know, whatever they're doing. Now you can't see them. <laughs> he's like this you know with the cane so it actually adds more realism yeah. to KK's performance you yeah. know yeah that's funny uh, did, you, did you end up switching it to the other eye or no you keep no it? it has to be accurate it has to yeah. remain yeah yeah definitely so, the whole now. nine yards the whole nine yards for as long as KK so you, you get a ca- do you get a contact for the other eye at least no no. no, because nothing happened to his other eye. It was just no, no. But I mean, for you, oh, for me, yeah. I actually can't. I can't. I can't wear contacts on that really? eye. Believe it or not, I can't because that eye is. Uh, uh, it's what is it called? Uh, uh, I forget what it's called. Where it's not. It, it, it's. It doesn't. It does. It's not the 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 surface is is a little oh, bit. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. What is it called? Astigmatism. Uh, That's it. I have astigmatism in this eyeball. You figure that. You too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I in have the good eye. In, the, in the bad in the bad good eye. It's it's <laughs> the bad eye for Troy, but the good eye for KK. He's got the stigmatism, so he can't even put a contact lens in. <laughs> so you did all you did all the research for the character, but, but you I didn't do your own research. Me. Yeah. But I botched it for Troy. <laughs> but Troy has to suffer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Crazy. Uh. Uh, the other thing I was going to ask both of you guys, uh, has anybody seen the Halloween movie? Yes. Love it. No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you didn't see it. Not Want me to tell you how it ends? No. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it every, for everybody at my job. We were all talking about it, and I just happened to tell them. <laughs> I will see it. Gonna see it anyway. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Easily the best uh, since the first and the third one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it was good. I'd definitely go see it. I, you can go wait to see it, you know, on DVD, I think. I really need to go see it in the movie theater. Jamie Lee Curtis is amazing in it, though. Yeah. yeah. And it, had, it had some funny parts in it, too, which I thought was kind of odd for a Halloween movie, but it, it was it's still 
you know, good. I was expecting one or two jokes because, you know, McBride. Yeah, you have to have a joke but, uh, something. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, the way they were thrown in, it, it felt like part of the natural story. I don't see anything wrong with it. You know, um, something like that were to happen in real life, you know, you're going to have your funny moments. It's exactly. not going to be terrifying all the time, so it works. Yeah. What about the uh, Queen movies? Anybody going to go see that? Yeah. Definitely? Definitely. Yeah. Probably my favorite rock band of all time. Mm. What's your favorite mm. Queen, Queen song? What was that? Favorite Queen song. Oh, wow. This uh, Flash Gordon. <laughs> Really? Yeah. No, I, lo- I love Flash Gordon. Come I on. love that movie. Love it. The movie, the movie is cool. Actually, they're remaking it. It's being remade. But the soundtrack was awesome. Out of all the Queen yeah. songs, no. Come on, listen. The the best album is Night at the Opera, hands yeah. down. Right. I would love. I would. Uh, I I would have loved to seen Queen during that era. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you watch some video clips mm-hmm. when they're performing during that era, right. A lot of times, people booed them. Boo, yeah. You pick up some of the clips, listen to the audience, Hmm. boo them. And Hmm. it's just, it's it's gross because they're like the best band, one of the best bands of all time. And I happen to love Flash Gordon. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love Flash Gordon. I mean, they have a lot of questionable songs. Listen, I'm not going to say Bohemian Rhapsody, even though I listened to Bohemian Rhapsody when I was a kid. You know, like I loved it. And it wasn't even popular. Not until Wayne's World came out, you know? Right, yeah. But I was way before that. I thought it was probably the best Queen song. It, it is probably. I mean, mm-hmm. as, as far yeah. as vocally and, yeah. and the way it's structured, the whole song is structured, mm. they're, they're geniuses, you know? Yeah. So I would say that normally, that song, but I'd have to say Flash Gordon. Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. You know, come on. Odd, it's an odd song. I love it. <laughs> How's it go? How's it go? Sing it for me. Flash. <laughs> uh. yeah. <laughs> but they have the, all those layered harmonies mm-hmm. like they do in, in Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Right? So it just sounds so stellar. I love it. I can't wait to hear that again. Watch. They ruined that song. Someone oh, sure. When they redo that song, it's going to be botched. They can't redo that song. No way. No. That's not a song. You I would love to really know factually how they layered all those vocals. Mm. You know, I mean, you see like little you, you know, like YouTube mm. clips here and there, but I mean, can you imagine just sitting there watching them layer mm-hmm. those tracks with tape? I was back gonna in say, because oh, now you could do stuff like that easily. You know, with with you know digital audio workstations and right. you know a mic, and you could do it in, in any room. In any location, I mean, but back then, you know, acoustics played a huge part in how the sound was, you know, sculpted. Yeah. And I would, that's, someone asked, asked me in an interview, or I should say asked KK, in an interview, what, like, if you could be in one place at one time regarding music, where would it be? And I said, when they were recording Nine at the Opera, the day that they were recording the ba- all, the, all the layered vocal tracks for Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. that I wish I could have been there just experience that right. phenomenal ex- musical experience life-changing it would have been yeah definitely yeah. there's nothing nothing else like that at the time no nothing especially with those those high notes they do and in that middle section there with the Galileo that, that was terrible but you know what I mean I totally I totally get it you know 
crazy. What about you, Greg? Any uh, favorite Queen song, or you don't like Queen? I like Queen. Um, favorite song, even though Freddie Mercury doesn't sing on it, I'm in love with my car. I love that song. It is a good song. I do like that song. Good song. I think uh, my favorite, uh, Spread Your Wings. That's a good one. Um, I mean, Queen's a really good band. Uh, I l- like um, one of their influences, Maka Hoople, a lot better than I mm. like Queen. But, um, you know, Now I'm Here, that's a good song. Uh, I love Son and Daughter off the first album. That's a good one, too. Mm. I really don't think Queen put out a bad record. There's some <laughs> like less than others, but they were always um, really solid, man. It, was it this, it's a kind of magic, I think. I think that was a bad one, isn't it? I hate that song, Bicycle Race, though. Absolutely. You know, like, bicycle, really? bicycle, bicycle. Oh, God, I can't stand that. <laughs> I, I dig that song. So campy and awful. Who cares? God, it's it's a good song, yeah. What about, what about uh, non, a non-Queen song with, with Freddie in it? And that would, for me, that would be uh, that song, uh, Barcelona, where he sang with that opera singer. You ever hear that song? No, Barcelona. I have not. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just phenomenal. You got to check it out. Hmm. Called is, Boston. That on a, is it on it's, an album? or uh, It is. Uh, I don't remember the name of the album, but he does this duet with this opera singer. Mm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Just like life-changing to listen to it. You got to check it out. It's mm-hmm. called Barcelona, the name of the song. I, I don't know look. if that's the name of the record. but um, No, that does, that's not a Queen album. It's not a Queen album, no. No, Barcelona. Definitely have to look it up because uh, I have yeah. all my albums. I just don't recognize that. Yeah, Barcelona. The song is called Barcelona, Freddie Mercury, and uh, Montserrat Caballé, hmm. Barcelona. Okay. Great. So you could, you could pull it up. Uh, if you just put in Freddie Mercury, yeah. uh, Barcelona on YouTube, you'll okay. see there's a oh, live okay. performance. Fantastic song. They did a great job. And he could interface. He doesn't have to, you know, he didn't just have to do rock. Mm-hmm. He interfaced with this opera singer, you know, right. just incredible. incredible. Right. One of the best singers of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. That's why I'm interested to see this movie. And that's actually got a lot of bad yeah. reviews. Did it really? Really? Yeah, it did. did a lot of bad press on this album. Was, it, was were the press uh, as bad as uh, Rockstar? Oh, God. <laughs> I like that movie, though. I like it's- Rockstar. I'm sorry. It wasn't that bad. It it's was. Not, it's not as bad as people say it was. No. Not at all. No. I don't know why it they think it's loosely so based on uh, Rip Rollins. Yeah, yeah. Joining Priest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be, you know, more, but I don't know what the heck happened, you know, in between there to kind of like, you know, get away from that. Oh, I think because Jewish Priest didn't want to have anything to do with it after a while, right? Or something, maybe? Uh, you might be right. Probably, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that, too. Yeah, that, that, that movie wasn't bad at all. But people hate it, and people you know don't like this Queen movie. Uh, Queen movie because I think I was listening to another podcast today. I think because they said that um, the movie's kind of dark and it doesn't have like any happy kind of endings to it. Maybe you know because mm-hmm. you know Freddie had AIDS and all that kind of stuff, and then right. um, you know he had a, a you know a bad time with all that stuff. You know, and plus he was gay and you know everything. So it wasn't like a happy movie. You know. Right. Actually, showed that he was kind of almost miserable in a way. I guess maybe I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so hmm. I think we're definitely going to go see it this weekend, though. Every, Enjoy. Everybody I've talked to has loved it. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess, you know, you know how critics are. Those people that review things, you can't trust those people. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We review things, Greg. <clears throat> At least try to, anyway. Well, it, it, it's the same, but different. You know what I'm saying? We're not disingenuous. Right. Yeah. Give it, uh, we give our real opinions on things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Oh, and Sean's going to be on, so that'll be a lot of fun. Hey, as long as you guys can be nice, I'll be the bad cop. <laughs> maybe, maybe Sean and I can have a, uh, uh, a high-pitched screaming contest <laughs> and blow up the mics. <laughs> Who's going to blow up the mics first? <laughs> that's awesome. My only request is when you do it, you both have to go. Have to say, uh, sing the word, Grandma! Grandma! <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shit. Awesome. Yes, please do that. My daughter's yelling down. <laughs> 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 That was awesome. Thank you for like No problem. I crack myself up when I do it. <laughs> I, I sound and look like an idiot, but I. Uh, well, I think we should end on a high note, and that was the high note. Yep. <laughs> one more time. Do it one more time. <laughs> okay, how about. Uh, <laughs> We do another part of that song. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. And that's it for this yeah. week, everybody. Thank you very much for uh, joining us, uh, joining us on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's. Uh, I just heard your your uh, daughter there. <laughs> I woke in the beast. <laughs> That's too funny. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us again, Troy. You got it. Yeah, and uh, Thanks for having me. yeah, no problem. We enjoy having you. And uh, oh yeah, what's that? The dog. Yeah, Naya. Say hi, Naya. <laughs> Naya, you're welcome back too next week. You're welcome back too, little girl. All right. Okay. All right, so thank you very much, and we'll be on again next week. And um, that's all I got to say. We'll be, oh yeah, we'll be uh, with Sean Peck, and uh, we'll be talking about the three tremors with uh, Tim Ripper Owens and uh, Harry Conklin. And uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. All so right, because, because this is in November, it's Peck 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 November. Peck 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 Vember. Peck Vember. There we go. Okay. Last month was so now yeah. Peckvember. Peckvember. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it was funny because he had like three releases coming out. I think it was last yeah. year or the year before or something like that. He's and like was, a mad scientist. I, I love. Him. He's fine. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a good episode. Oh, definitely gonna be fun. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much. And Take we care. Will, Yep. See you next week. Toodaloo. Yeah.